Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the Ticket Water Cooler right here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. I told you Nick would be here. I lied. He's not here. He hates me. I actually don't know where he is. I think he's on his way back. Again, he was at the Mickey Joseph press conference. He'll let us know all about uh, what I'm just going to say head coach Mickey Joseph had to say today following their win, his first win. As Nebraska's head coach, first win for Nebraska after a bye week in five years? Something along those lines. Um, Just all kinds of unfortunate records being broken. Um, But Nebraska wins the game against Indiana by the score of 35-21. to I said 38-24. I was close. I'm taking credit. I don't care what anybody says. I was close. Uh, But... Casey Thompson also spoke today. Um, again, you're watching the game. You notice he he went out of the game a couple of times. Uh, the first time, I believe it was after somebody on the text line, 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarger Heyman text line, uh, informed me it was after he took a third down sack in which he held onto the ball for an extremely long period of time. Again, I'm not sure if anybody was open. If nobody was open, uh, he didn't throw the ball away. He ended up taking a sack. Went to the sideline, kind of got chewed out by Mark Whipple, and then the next drive, um, they were pinned deep, and Chubba Purdy got into the game, and that's when he got sacked in the end zone, fumbled, and it was an Indiana defensive touchdown. Uh, But aside from that, he went out of the game after taking a very hard hit, uh, blindside sack, uh, shoulder kind of got driven into the ground, and uh, maybe he got the ball off. I think he might have gotten the ball off, but he, he took a hit, driven into the ground. His shoulder was was he was grabbing for his shoulder, went into the medical tent, came back out a play or two later, um, and he spoke today to the media and kind of went on with all of the the nicks and bruises, cuts and bruises that he's been dealing with this season so far. Uh, said his shoulder's a little sore, but he threw today and is feeling good uh, and. Ended, and, and ended his little spiel on his injury saying, unless it's a season-ending injury, I'm not coming off the field. So, another tough quarterback. Nebraska's got themselves. We're not going to talk about the other one. You know, he's playing great, and I love it. We're not going to talk about the other one. Uh, but Casey Thompson, another tough guy at quarterback. Uh, he's, he's taken some shots so far this season. The offensive line as a whole played better against Indiana, but there were some missed assignments, some missing assignments, some some late blitzes uh, from Indiana that kind of took them off guard. Although if you look at pro football focus, um, none of the offensive linemen were credited with giving up a sack. Indiana finished with three sacks, um, but none of the offensive linemen were, were credited with giving up any of those sacks. So just a, a lot of guy, a lot of free rushers coming through and, and getting to Casey Thompson and Chubb Purdy. So, but again, as a whole, I believe the offensive line played better. You had Brent Banks coming in for Turner Corcoran on the left side after Turner got ejected, or after Turner ejected himself uh, for punching a Indiana player in the face. 
uh, a play after pulling an Indiana player off of Casey Thompson after he almost got his helmet and face ripped off. Um, so two personal fouls back-to-back. He got ejected from the game, ejected himself from the game. Turner or Brent Banks came in, played left tackle, played spectacularly, really, at left tackle, at least in my opinion. Uh, Hunter Anthony and Bryce Benhart split time at right tackle. Um, I couldn't tell you who played better. Uh, in my eyes, I think Hunter Anthony played a fantastic game as we are joined now uh, on the well in the studio by one Nicholas Sainert. What's up, Rico? I'm doing great, man. How, how was the presser? It was good. A lot of interesting things coming out of it. Um, I, I still tell you what, like, as somebody that's been to quite a few pressers now um, throughout a couple head coaches, the detail that Mickey Joseph speaks with is something that we can really appreciate, I think, um, just because we get to hear things. Uh, you came or When I came in, you were talking Hunter Anthony and, and Brant Banks. What's interesting about him or those two guys – uh, Mickey Joseph was asked about him mm-hmm. and said something along the lines of, I, I think he was asked, you know, how he was going to use him this weekend uh, or this Friday against Rutgers. And, and he said something along the lines of, well, you know, they played 49 and 44 snaps or 45, 49 and 45 snaps or something like that. And he's like, guys, there's, you know, there's 86 snaps in a football game around there. And he's like, there's going to be mental errors. There's going to be mental mistakes. Um, he goes, so we're going to rotate them just like that again. And it's like those things like that um, where, number one, not that Mickey Joseph has to prove anything to us. I I don't want to make it sound like that. Um, But just in a way of telling us, hey, I watched and I'm I'm aware of how many snaps each guy played. I'm aware of the rotation. I'm aware of of how each guy played, what he did wrong, what they did right. Um, It's just like those reassurances, right? When Nebraska's program has kind of been down in the dumps for so long, just one of the reassurances of, now there's a coach there that is paying attention to all the minor details. It's refreshing, and it's something that I, I personally really appreciate. Now, I, I, I'm not going to pretend to know more than the coaches or, or try to tell them how to do their jobs, but in my mind, at least at offensive line, especially at offensive line, you kind of want a cohesiveness, a cohesion amongst all five guys. So, mm-hmm. again, I'm not going to tell them how to do their jobs, but wouldn't wouldn't they rather have one guy who's able to be at that right tackle spot, you yeah. know, play in and play out, and, and, and the right guard knows exactly what to expect from him. He knows exactly what to expect from the right guard. They know who they're going to block, when they're going to block, you know, exactly how to do everything to work in in tandem with each other and get things going. I think you would think that. Um, I also think that Nebraska, this has been such an unconventional type of year, type of season so far, and you've only been through five games, that Nebraska's kind of just it, – it's very obvious. It's, it needs to be a game-by-game approach. If it's not all the time, especially in a season like this, it needs to be a game-by-game game approach, and that's kind of how uh, Mickey Joseph and his staff are operating. It's, hey, listen, we, we understand that the Big Ten West is wild, but we got to worry about Rutgers. We can't, although they're in the Big Ten East, although we're playing two opponents in the, from the Big Ten East, we got to worry about Rutgers. And I, I think um, what, what's interesting when you bring up the offensive line, Rico, is I'm not sure they know which one is the better option. I'm, we don't have sample sizes that are big nope. enough for them. And so it, it's one of those things where if you want to, I mean, we talked about it in terms of defense last week where, listen, the defense has a couple weeks here where they have some breathing room to get things figured out before they have to face the gauntlet of the Big Ten West running backs. Mm-hmm. I think the same could be said for that offensive line. Um, when you what get into the gauntlet of Big Ten West running I mean, I'm not going to say that Nebraska is going to put up the same, but the, Indiana or Illinois 
held Braylon Allen to like five yards. The, exactly. They, I mean, they only he only ran the ball eight times. You're which right. Was strange in itself. But he had there's, five yards rushing. There's Muhammad something Ibrahim, weird going on at Wisconsin. I mean, Mohamed Ibrahim was held out of the game like a really late scratch. Yeah, for for Minnesota, Mohamed Ibrahim was. Uh, they ended up losing the game to Purdue. Like it's 30, yeah, it's yeah. very strange. What's like the the Big Ten West is wild. It's very weird what's going on at, at, at all the places. Everywhere is yeah. having weird things, as you just said. Wisconsin's weird. They just fired their head coach. Braylon Allen didn't. Yeah. Re- Bra- uh, uh, consensus. I believe, set, or no, first team, all Big Ten selection, uh, him and Travion Henderson, I believe, were the first team preseason all Big Ten selections, and he finishes the game with eight carries and five yards. Mm-hmm. It's so strange. Well, and, and and let's be real, it's going against Wisconsin's identity. That's what's so wild about this entire thing is Wisconsin's identity is to run the football, and then when that doesn't, when the, after running the football a couple times, you take a three-step drop if you're Graham Mertz, and throw your tight end. Well, take a sack. Or yeah, overthrow, or take a sack, or overthrow, or overthrow, or, overthrow or pick, throw a pick. <laughs> you know. Like that's just what Graham Mertz does. But you at least attempt it. I feel like, um, and give credit to Brett Bielema because he went into his old place and and kicked butt. And he kept that had to feel good. That he, had to feel good for him. He kept Paul Christ from tying him for second in all time mm-hmm. wins at Wisconsin, there and go. got him fired. So he will never touch it. Yeah, I just think um, it, there, when you look at the offensive line, though, yeah, you want that cohesiveness. I don't know if they're comfortable or confident in one of the guys in what they have right now. In what they have, yeah. and and not saying that they should have been confident in the first five guys that we saw out there with you know Teddy Prochaska and and um, obviously Turner Court like Bryce Bennett. Like we don't, I'm not sure they should have been confident in those guys, but they were at the time mm-hmm. uh, to to play them consistently, and, and here they are. So I, I just think like. Nebraska's got a couple weeks, and especially this Friday, um, that dare I say it's a winnable game, winnable game. It, to continue to continue building off of this momentum. Right? Let's be real. It's been how many days? It, it, like four hundred and some since Nebraska beat a power five. Or no, excuse me. It would have been. It was almost a full year. Okay, almost a full year because it would have been uh, October seventh was Northwestern. That was their last win against a, a, a power five opponent. Do you know when their last road win came? Against a power, well, obviously a power five opponent. Don't don't tell me this one. We're gonna, I'm gonna think. Let me think on it. Me and Vershawn were talking about it. The text line let us know. La- last power five. Last power five road win. Because gosh, they like they should have beaten Colorado in 19. Um, I, I, was it Purdue in 2020? That is that was their second to last one. Okay, so then after that, same year, Rutgers to end the season. Yep. In Diedrich Mills' kind of breakout game in his last game. Yep. Rutgers, and then they decided not to go to a bowl Rutgers game. and Purdue in 2020 were the last two Power yeah. 5 road wins for Nebraska. So, okay, so... Okay, so 20... Geez, December, I believe it was December 18th, 2020. Yeah, because it would have been it would have been a little bit later in this in the calendar year because it was COVID. COVID year, and it was just that yeah. extra game that they gave It was everybody. super cold. It was on a Friday night, too. Yep. It was on a Friday night. Yeah, so that's... I mean, let's be real. Like, we don't know what this team, especially this roster and some of these guys, play how they play or how they operate after a win. And that's where it's like this week to week approach. You gotta kind of be cautious if you are the guys in the locker room because you don't want to. You don't want to like think you're hot bleep and mm-hmm. lay an egg against Rutgers because then it's like where do you where are you at? Right? And if they're taking the mentality of their coach, which it seems like they are, I don't yeah, think that'll is, happen. Which is really really cool. I, I, after we get to commercial. I want to get I want to get Mickey Joseph's um, comment on Casey Thompson because 
Mickey Joseph talked about Casey Thompson today in a way that we have not heard a coach talk about a player in a very long time around here. Really? So I highly, I, I'm excited to have you I here. Did. I was talking about I, Casey Thompson's comment. I was, I was sitting here, so I didn't get to hear any of Casey talk, but I sat, I was sitting next to Sipple uh, and Zach Carpenter at the press conference, and at, while Mickey Joseph was going through this, Sip and I looked at each other and we're like, hello. <laughs> Just because of the way that he talks. And the, the accountability factor and the, listen, if you're not doing a good enough job, then you're done. You're not going to play. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. Mickey Joseph makes it very, very clear. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and it's, I'm okay it's, with that. It's respectable as hell. I, I am okay with people getting subbed out and rotated in and out if, if they're not performing up to the standard that Mickey Joseph has for them. But you're listening to the Ticket Water Cooler right here on 93.7 The Ticket, the ticketfm.com. Final segment, Ticket Water Cooler coming up next.